Welcome to the Retzel Health Law Hotspot. Health Law Hotspot is a podcast for physicians and health professionals that covers the legal issues and trends that affect the healthcare industry. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Health Law Hotspot. This is Erica Adler, shareholder at Retzel and Andrus and leader of our healthcare practice. Today, I'm super excited to introduce to you Valjinder Bathla. Uh, he is not only a wonderful pain physician, he is a client of mine, and I'm really excited to have him here because we're going to be talking about a rather unique topic, which has to do with how physicians use social media in their practice to promote themselves uh, as well as their specialty uh, and their practice as a whole. So thank you so much for joining me today. No, thank you so much for having me. So let me tell people a little bit about you. You are a pain physician. Uh, your practice mm -hmm. is called Chicago Sport and Spine. And correct me at any time if I'm wrong. Sure. And um, you have a YouTube channel, which is called The Pain Minute, where you put together um, YouTube videos where you talk about particular pain issues and challenges, uh, et cetera. And we'll get into a little bit of detail about that. And the reason I thought it'd be really interesting to have you here is because it's one thing if I bring on somebody who talks about the business of helping physicians produce, you know, uh, videos or do their social media marketing, et cetera. I really wanted everyone to hear from somebody who's done it what the pros and cons have been, what some of the challenges have been. And I know there's been some particular challenges uh, over the past year that we're going to talk about. So I really appreciate you coming and I'm hoping everybody's going to learn a lot from listening to this. So why don't we start out with you telling us a little bit about your channel and why you decided to start it and kind of what that process looked like. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I actually, you know, I've been wanting to start a YouTube channel for, you know, quite a long time, even back around 2009, when I finished residency, I remember it was sort of on my to do list, that, you know, I want to build a website, and I want to start a YouTube channel. And, you know, I was at a particular hospital, and the marketing person there had sort of, she sort of talked to me about it. She was like, you know, YouTube is the new thing to do. And um, not knowing a whole lot about YouTube other than people, you know, you could find videos about, you know, trailers of movies and all that kind of stuff on there. Um, I was like, you know, I don't know how I would really implement what I do with it, but okay, let, you know, I, I would be willing to try it. Um, you know, it, it's sort of just the, the pressures of, I started a private practice, the pressures of that, the pressures of everything else kind of, you know, kind of took my time. And I never really got beyond, you know, starting a website, starting a Facebook um, you know, you know, type account, starting Instagram, those kinds of things. And I really never moved into uh, YouTube, which is sort of what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, one thing about me is I'm I actually I'm, I'm really into photography, and I've been into photography for a long time. And slowly, a lot of the cameras that started coming out, they got really good at, you know, taking videos, as well as uh, pictures. And so when the pandemic sort of happened, we really, you know, like everybody else, we sort of shut our clinic down for a few weeks. Um, and we went to like sort of a bare bones type of practice. And I thought, you know, this is a really good time for me to, to try the YouTube channel thing that I've been wanting to do. And, you know, I, I thought to myself, I already have most of the equipment, um, which is my camera and a, and a good microphone. And then I invested in a little bit of lighting. And, you know, I, I tried one or two videos. And um, you know, at the beginning, they were, you know, if you look at my videos now compared to what I initially <laughs> started off with, um, they were very different. But, you know, so that's sort of where I started with it. And I started kind of going with that. And that I kind of went from there. 
So what was the reception that you received? Were you hearing from just random people? Were you hearing from some of your patients? Were you hearing from colleagues? What kind of reception did these videos get? So they, they did actually really well when I, I was very surprised. I, I thought I was just sort of out there, you know, speaking to nobody. I didn't think anybody was listening to me. I didn't think anybody would listen to me, but I was surprised that, you know, I, I started learning a little more about hashtags and this and that and how to promote your video. And, you know, the videos, you know, they got pretty, you know, I started getting thousands of views on a lot of the videos. I started getting comments. Um, people started reaching out to me, but the thing about it, that, that's all well and good, but the, the thing that really kind of surprised me is my patient volume really went up. Um, I started seeing more patients. I started seeing uh, patients who would tell me, I, I came to see you because I saw your videos. And, um, wow. you know, the interesting thing about it is they were coming from the same referral sources that I had before, um, but they, they, you know, they kept coming and they, you know, they really helped me quite a bit. And, you know, I'll get into it a little more in maybe in a little bit, but I started using these videos as an educational tool in the clinic for the patients. And that's when really I, I kind of found the purpose of these videos and the, the value of them as well. So let's talk about that then. The videos were out there. Did you start also sharing them on your patient, uh, on your website? So when patients Googled you, they would see them as well? We did, yeah. We started putting them on our website. We started putting them... Um, on a lot of different things. In fact, um, you know, we even started building education. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm a pain physician. So one of my bread and butters are their epidural steroid injections. And when I come, when I speak to a patient, I tell them, you know, the sort of the ins and outs of an epidural, the, the side effects, those kinds of things. I, I know they, they're listening, but they're not really listening. And <laughs> what I started doing is I would say here, can I, can I see your phone? And or I would tell them, you know, can I load my video on your phone because it's on YouTube. And when you get home, I want you to watch it. And that helped a lot in terms of, you know, every now and then we would get cancellation because a patient was they didn't quite understand. Can I come back in and talk to you about it? Or I don't want an epidural because I'm, I'm scared of it. Right. But when I had that, when I would put that video on their phone, now people are way, way more attentive when they get to get to their homes and they watch these videos. And they, you know, I, I try to be very, very, um, I, I try to cover everything about these, these injections on the video. And so when they would see the videos, um, they would get, you know, it would answer all their questions. And so when they came in, they were a lot more confident about, you know, what we were going to do and they didn't have an issue. So we went on and then we started making videos on, you know, the five best exercises for low back pain. So when a patient would come in and they'd be like, oh, I, I don't have time for physical therapy. I'd be like, you know what, do me a favor. When you go to the front desk, they're going to text you a video. Um, and we use a HIPAA compliant texting app, um, you know, to do this. We would text them a video and that video, they would go home and they would do self-directed patient therapy. Then we started making videos on five best exercises for shoulder pain. And then we did five best exercises for, for neck pain. And we started sharing these and, you know, it was beneficial for the patient, but then also these patients would share these videos with their family and friends. And so that really helped in terms of, of marketing and it helped me quite a bit. Um, and so then I started, you know, we started getting a little fancier with our videos. We started finding a video production person on, on Fiverr and we would start giving it to them and let them build our videos for us. Wow. So did you get any kind of response or feedback from other physicians, um, either referring or just, you know, who do the same thing as you? Did you hear from anyone like that? 
I did, you know, so um, I think you remember um, we were we were speaking to somebody about a year ago about joining our practice. And she actually was a fellow out way out west. And she actually saw my videos. And that's how she reached out to me that, you know, I'd love to work with you if, you know, if you're looking for somebody to come in and work with you. Um, I had a residency program program director contact me and said, we're using your videos in our in our training to help teach the residents about pain. Um, so I did, um, you know, not my re own referring physicians, I, I don't think I've heard too much from them, but I, I have heard from people outside of the Chicago area. That's interesting. So now in terms of preparing a video, what would you say, I know you talked about the fact that, you know, you can use a camera, maybe mm -hmm. a light and look, I mean, I'm, I'm at home right now, right? I've got it, yeah. you know, uh, nothing fancy. So clearly these videos can be done and you can put more time and effort into it. So to prepare yourself to do a video, um, how are you able to find the time during your day? Um, and what kind of preparation did you think is really needed? Is it doable for the average doctor? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, you know, all you really need, you know, we all have an iPhone, right? And nowadays the iPhones, you know, they're, you know, 4K, they're, they're you know, pretty, they're, they're pretty technologically advanced. So the one thing that I would recommend is you get a microphone and, you know, not the, you know, white earbuds that come with the iPhone or anything like that, get an actual microphone and mm -hmm. you can get a microphone that plugs into your iPhone. And, you know, I, when I do it, I, I shoot it on a DSLR just because I like the effect of the black, blurry background and the, the front being a little more crisp. But um, I actually put my camera on a teleprompter. And, you know, even a teleprompter, it's, it's such a, you know, that sounds real fancy, but it's something you can <laughs> easily buy on, you know, on Amazon, you throw your iPad into it, it just reflects your iPad onto the, the, the screen that your camera sits behind. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's very, very easy. So basically, what I do is I just come up with a topic, I'll write a, you know, about a two to three minute, um, something about that topic for about two to three minutes. And then I will record it. Now, that's the hard part, because I'm I'm not good at doing anything in one take, um, so that that's where it's a little, uh, little laborious to do that. Um, but then what I'll do is I used to actually edit my own videos, and then I started getting one of my staff members to edit my videos, and now we just send the videos. I'll pick pictures that I want to put in the videos, and I'll send them out to somebody on Fiverr, and then they'll you know kind of get it back to me within a few days, and then we end up posting those videos. So it's it's very doable. It is but, doable. Obviously, it's a time commitment. So if you're going to do this and you really want to see something come of it, you have to really commit and, and you know, kind of schedule that time to do it. Now, I know that we were talking about the fact that, you know, you used to do it a lot more than you have been doing it lately. And there's been yeah. some challenges. So I think this is really interesting because it's one thing, of course, to talk about a success story. But I think it's realistic to kind of hear about some of the challenges as well. So why yeah. don't you tell us a little bit about some of those challenges that you've experienced? Yeah, I mean, it sort of is a labor of love. You know, what it does is the the nice thing about it that it did for me is it it, it you know clinical practice is is great, but it gets it, it gets repetitive, it gets mundane after some time. And what this does, I, I would I would tell my wife all the time, it kind of it breathed new life into what I was doing. I really enjoyed it. It, it was it was a lot of fun, but it is a time commitment because you know you gotta there's a lot of steps to doing it. Unless you have somebody on your staff who's very good at this type of thing or wants to do this, or you found somebody who can do this for you, it, it can be a bit of a type commitment. I tell everybody it's a labor of love. I mean, it, it takes it takes right. time to do it. Um, you know, the, the challenge really has been, I think the same challenge everyone having this past year has been, or even in the past couple of years has been staffing has been quite the issue, right? And, you know, instead of spending my time making videos, I've been spending my time reading Indeed ads, you know, and, you know, trying to hire people. 
And that's been sort of difficult. Dan, where you're coming from. So let's talk a little bit about if somebody, you know, wants to get started, in addition to the video, they need to think about a couple of different things. One of them would be um, perhaps uh, making sure that if you don't have your own practice, that mm -hmm. you own the material that you're creating, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's something you own your own practice. So clearly uh, it's yours, but that's something yeah, that where anyone sense. listening needs to think about. The other thing would be that if you're doing anything with a patient, we obviously need to have the proper authorization sign. I don't yeah. know, have you ever done a video with uh, a patient? I, I, no, I haven't, but I have spoken to you and you did draft me a, a contract oh, that I can give to the patient. Um, and so you if I, I do... Uh, but, you know, I, I think that was more so that, you know, patient testimonials. Um, we were talking about that. Um, but, you know, if a patient's going to come on my podcast and, and talk, you know, it probably would be more of a, more angled towards that anyway. Um, but, but I, I mean, you're the expert on that, so. Yeah, I was just curious whether patients were willing or reluctant, but it doesn't seem like that's really something you've done. I guess it would be hard because they would have to come in during their day yeah. when you're available, right? And it wouldn't be like for a patient visit, but I guess if you have a close relationship. I've seen a lot of videos where doctors are presenting together, obviously yeah. uh, that's not a bad thing to do. And they're presenting it on their website, on Twitter, Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, some, some doctors are just like, you know, go crazy with it, right? Yeah. Um, but your focus, which I really like, is more educational. You're using it as a teaching tool. Um, I mean, it's it's certainly marketing at the same time, but how lovely, and I do this as well, is that a patient, if a client calls and asks me a question about something we've done a podcast on, I'll say, you know what? I'm going to send you something. And then after you've looked at it, we can talk because yeah. often it can answer a lot of those questions that you and I might think are quite routine. And then we can dig into the details. Right. So yeah, I mean, educational, yeah, educational, it's been, it's been amazing. You know, we even got to the point where we are putting we in the rooms, we put these little, they're little um, NFC tags. Um, I think I'm saying that right. And what it is, it's a little sticker you put on the wall and if a patient wants to, you know, again, about epidural steroid injections, hold your phone up to it and it's going to load the video. If you wanted some back pain exercises, hold your phone up to it. We used to first one with QR codes. We started doing that. Wow. And now we're doing the NFC tags in the rooms where the patient just holds their phone up to it and it'll load the video right on their phones. Are you able to track, uh, you know, the number of people that are using those, um, like t using the tags or I, I'm, have you not I'm sure done we I'm sure we could. I don't, but I, you know, again, it's another thing. <laughs> I'm just to, curious. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll bet you you could, but you know, it's, it's more so I'm in the room and I'd be like, hey, hold your phone up to this and um, it'll open up my video about low back pain, you That's know, amazing. what causes low back pain. So we started doing that. Um, you know, furthermore, what we also do with the videos is, you know, the idea behind this came when, you know, one day I was sitting in a movie theater and I'm like, I'm sitting here for the movie to start and I'm just running all these ads and I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm a captive audience here whatever they're throwing those ads up there, I'm sitting there giving all my attention to it. And I was like, this is not all that different than my exam room when I'm running late. And so I run these videos in an endless loop <laughs> in my exam rooms. Right. Does that give and, you an incentive to run late though, right? Yeah. And it's interesting because it's done a few things. Number one is the number of times I'll see a new patient and I walk into the room and they'll point to the screen and they'll be like, is that you? Are you the doctor on TV? And, you know, so I have this theory that if you're on somebody's screen, whether it's their iPhone, whether it's their TV screen, whatever it is, you're an instant authority in their eyes on that subject. And that's pretty cool when you walk in the room and they, and they do that. So the other thing is, you know, I, I look a little different with the turban and the beard and all that. 
And whenever I walk into a room, the first minute is my minute to win that patient over. I always, I've, ever since residency, I've always sort of felt that way. And with these videos, when I walk in the room, there is zero uncomfort because they've seen me speak, they've seen me, you know, interact, all those types of things on the on the screen. And, um, you know, that that whole, I, I've noticed that whole segment of time is gone. Um, and so the patients are extremely comfortable right when I walk in, into the room. And they, you know, that, that, that whole thing is gone and never used, it doesn't happen anymore. I love that. That's yeah. great. I, I never, it never even occurred to me that that would be one of the benefits, but I think yeah. that's wonderful. Well, I also think that's why my patient volume really went up too, because now they, they see me, you know, they, they might, might see my picture and they're like, I don't know about this guy, right? But now <laughs> they see me talk, they need to see me speak, all those kinds of things. And they're like, oh, he sounds like he knows what he's talking about. He's, I can clearly understand him. There's clearly no problem here. And I think that's why when I was, you know, kind of saying, <clears throat> it's not that I got new referral sources. It's just that, you know, when you go to a doctor and they give you a list of doctors um, to refer, you need to see a pain doctor. Here's a list, call them. And they may start Googling those. If you somehow I outshine the other doctors on that, which I think my YouTube channel is kind of brought to me, they, it makes you kind of the preferred person they're going to want to go see. And I think that's where it's really helped build my practice. I think that's awesome. I hope everybody listening is getting some great ideas here. You've given me some great ideas about you know, what I should be doing, but I think it's great. I mean, it, it's true. You're, you know, you're promoting yourself, but you're doing it in a way that really benefits everybody. You're not just saying, Hey, come see me down at my practice. Yeah. You're they're in exchange. They're getting comfort from you from getting to know you and they're getting advice. Free advice yeah, I'm, I'm well, very right? careful about that. I'll never say, you know, come and see me for this, come and see me for that. I let them kind of create their own opinions on that. But what I do do is I give them educational content. What I, what I had read before when you when I read something about these uh, videos is you never want to make them advertising videos that I'm I'm the best at this or I'm great at this. Come see me for this. Basically, you you show that you know about something and let the let the consumer or patient or whomever them decide that they want to come and see you. And that's great advice. Oh. Yeah, you don't want to look pushy. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, I think. Uh, you've shared so much helpful information here. I hope everybody listening, uh, you know, can take from this some advice about what they can do for their own practices. You know, our audience are, are physicians of every specialty, dentists, other healthcare providers, and, you know, there's so much more that you can do. I mean, I know there's a lot of doctors that are busy, but for those, you know, doctors that are looking to build their practice, to build a certain part of their practice, certain type yeah. of clientele, certain type of procedure or service, or even for those that are starting their own practices to yeah. really, you know, the young patients out there, I'm not going to age myself here, but, uh, yeah. you know, they, they're on their phones 24 seven, right. Yeah. Um, they relate to what they see in video content on social media. And if you're not on there, you might be losing, you know, those patients that you're looking for. That's just yeah. a fact. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's where people, when they, when you have back pain, you Google it, right? And if you come up on that Google search and you're in their area, um, there's a good chance they're going to come and see you. Yeah. Great. Yeah. All right. Know, Any also, last... yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say there also is a, a bit of a, there is a subculture in medicine as well that it's, it's people who want to start a YouTube channel and they're, they put their name out there. Hey, listen, I'm a pain doctor. I'm willing to come on anybody's YouTube show and talk about pain. And so a lot of doctors, I haven't done a whole lot of that. I did one for uh, um, somebody who does like medical marijuana, just because it, it really, a lot of my patients have questions about it in pain. <clears throat> so I did have a medical marijuana person come on and we, we, we spoke and, and talked. 
but there is a like there are forums out there where you can put your name that I'm a, I'm a specialist in this and I would love to come on someone's show and then you can everyone sort of picks and chooses can you come on my show um can you know and and so forth so that does exist out there oh great idea yeah. um all right so any last thoughts that you want to share with everyone no I, I mean I think if this is something you want to do you just gotta uh, you gotta go all in and try it um, you know, you may not get the expected results with the very first time you shoot, but I, I promise you a couple of things. Number one is your your you know audience will grow um, as as you start doing these videos and you start learning hashtags and so forth. And the other thing is, I can assure you, is the quality of your video will get better. You know, my first video I look at and I'm like, wow, this was horrible. But you know, and I'm sure I'll do the same thing. You know, a year or two years from now. But you know, you're, you're with experience, everything does get gets better. Well, great advice. Thank you so much for coming on and oh, thank you talking with me and sharing all your thoughts and ideas. And it's great to see you. Yeah. And uh, for everyone out there, if you have any questions, you can certainly reach out to myself or Dr. Baffa directly. And this has been the Health Law Hotspot. To see some of our other podcasts, you can go to ralaw.com. And we hope to see you next time. Take care. The Retzel Health Law Hotspot is made available by the firm and its attorneys for educational purposes and to provide general information not to provide specific legal advice. Use of the Wetzel Health Law Hotspot does not create an attorney-client relationship between you and the firm or any of its attorneys. The Wetzel Health Law Hotspot should not be used as a substitute for competent legal advice, and you should contact an attorney in your state about any legal needs or questions you may have.